Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Farm to Table Studios, located on County Road 42 in Nicollet and Burnsville, featuring six local farmers. Taste the difference, award winning. This is The Howl, and we would like to welcome everybody to the new Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other, featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite league, the NBA. We are very excited to have everybody along for the ride. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhymesayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. I am the bull of the radio world, your host, Kevin Draves. To my right is Aaron Ball Groshong, the producer of the show, and seated to my left is none other than Rob 3 and D. Hess, who is the jack-of-all-trades for the program. In the first quarter tonight, we look back at the games that were and preview the week ahead. We will also springboard off last week's Dame Lillard track by checking out some other players looking to throw their hat in the music ring. Second quarter is our talkers segment this week with a good dose of both Wolves and general NBA topics. We end this quarter with our weekly look at the Iowa Wolves. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's time for the howl. First quarter of the howl on the nothing but net channel here on dash. Uh, guys, the wolves had an interesting week with, with kind of how they played. I mean, it's, this is a team that's been incredibly frustrating to watch a little bit as of late, but they've also had some pretty darn good moments. And this week was kind of the sum of both of those parts. Uh, few games here this week for our, our Timber pups, Rob, let's, let's go over the first game here. Give me, give me your rundown of the wolves magic. Well, well, actually we have a game before that. Oh, we, we do have a game before that. That's, That's right. right. Cause we, we pushed it off this week. We pushed off. So last week when we recorded, we had the Charlotte, Minnesota game. Yes, that's so right. So for anyone that watched that game, I feel bad for you. It was a rough one. And this, uh, Charlotte's not a bad team. Keep in mind, you know, a lot of us on the show, we're big fans of what Kemba Walker does. They've got some nice pieces, but 
that was a game where you start to kind of look at the Wolves as a team that's not always consistent. And I think that was one of those games where you kind of left it with a bad taste in your mouth. What, Aaron, what did you think? What, I, what I'm kind of tired of, and it was really the theme of the week for me, is these really high shooting percentage court, like first quarters especially, where the team will come out um, and play well against us. Um, Carl Anthony Towns was absolutely bullied by Dwight Howard in the game. And that's another theme that I saw personally um, against the Heat uh, with Hassan Whiteside. Uh, Towns, again, seeming to struggle against the larger, more physical right? centers. Yeah, those big end. centers. I agree. And let's face it, it is a tough task. There's a reason why these kind of players are sought out and they do well in the NBA. It's a reason why I can't guard Kevin. Because Kevin's bigger and stronger and wider than me. I could take Kevin. Well, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> it's when, when anytime a player, especially of NBA capabilities, who has the skill and the intelligence and they know how to use their body properly, they're going to usually have the benefit of the doubt. And that's what you saw all night long with Dwight Howard. He had a monster night and really was the key component of, of why the Hornets uh, took it to the Wolves. Yeah, you talked about how Howard really seems to dominate and other big men too dominate Carl Towns. And this kind of brings up how it's a kind of a misleading stat because again, Carl does get a cat and a kitten, which is great, but it's not what's going to win you a game in this case because again, he struggles on the defensive end. And that's been a common theme for the Wolves throughout the year. Now they have gotten they have started to get better on the defensive end, but as a whole, this is a good example of where Towns gets dominated. He puts up what you think is a good stat line. But again, this is why you can't watch box scores because they just don't tell the whole story. Most definitely, Rob. I couldn't agree more. Um, what else? What else do we want to really get into this game? Is there anything else that has well, one, stuck out to you? Or? One glaring stat that leads uh, this game for me. Tyus Jones was the team. Uh, Jones was the team leader of this game with three assists. Yeah, yeah, that's that, a great point. Rob. He struggled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you can't have um, this modern NBA that we're in with the three point shooting. Um, really, it's encouraging of sharing the balls. It, let's face it, it, it. When you are clicking on all cylinders, you're getting assists. Your team is sharing the basketball. What this tells me is the opportunities they had to make assists. They missed the shots. And then also it broke down to some really just stagnant one-on-one offensive flow. Well, Jeff Teague, 18 shots, Carl Towns, 10 shots. That should never happen, right? Jeff Teague should never have more shots than Carl Towns. Carl Towns. This was a good example of a game where in the fourth quarter, we went away from him. He's our best player. And if he's not our best player, let's say, let's just say Jimmy's our best player. The one that we know Jeff Teague's not Jeff Teague is not our best player and he's not our best offensive player. He should not be shooting 18 times in a game. If you wonder why he only had two dimes, it's because he's not passing the ball in that instance. He's trying to do a little too much offensively. And I, I don't mind. And I'm actually for it. If a player has a hot hand or is in the groove and feeling it. But I, I also am very strong against shooting your team out of the game. I mean, he only shot 38%. So it's not like he was, it's not like he was shooting lights out. Like you said, he's not hot. And he's like, I'm going to keep that hot hand going. He did not shoot well. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Agreed. When, when it comes down to it, you need more. Um, I understand this, this Timberwolves basketball team for those that aren't fresh with 
all the happenings within the team. They they very much share. They try to share the basketball. That's really how the offense has, has been designed. The first handful of games of the season, you saw a lot of integration of Butler, Towns, Wiggins, and it was all very, very much balanced right here in a, in a lopsided loss. Guess what you see? You don't see that balance. You so don't see that cohesive unit uh, mesh that they've been executing well in the wins so it very much makes sense that you have such a poor game against this Hornet team we should have won this game we needed to win this game um it, it boils down we just have really kind of a clunker to and be you waste you guys what's frustrating is you wasted a great night from jamal crawford off the bench 19 points be elite to get you another seven so you got some productivity off the bench and it was completely wasted. And what about that technical fall against Wiggins? When was the last time you seen him get a, a tech like that? It or, just doesn't happen that often. Or kind of, you know, I, I don't know what he said or, you know, did, but uh, it's just. I mean, one of the, it was a very forgettable game for Andrew Wiggins. 5 of 14, 11 points. He shot, you know, 35% from the field, 50% from the line, which this is a, this is a growing trend now. Andrew Wiggins is a bad free throw shooter. And yes, that has yes. to change. That has to change. No, I mean, he is. And I know not only just statistically, you can watch him shoot free throws. The thing that's really given it away to me, and I actually caught on to it, you know, two seasons ago was the changing of styles. Whenever, a sh- you know, find a good free throw shooter, they're not changing their free throw shot. You know, Mark Price didn't change his free throw shot, you know, you know, pick, pick a guy that was exceptional at free throws. Yeah. They typically stick to one and that's the one that works. It's not a hard shot. I get it. The taller you get, the larger hands get, the the more difficult it becomes. Um, What about the Frank Kaminsky nightmare game? I mean, he beasted on, on the wolves. Um, I think he had 24 points, if I'm not mistaken, Rob. I mean, he's been a good player and he's, he's one of those guys that always finds a way to hurt the wolves. It's no different than when the Govers had to play him when he was with Wisconsin. Right. He just finds a way to play well against us. I want to dive into the box score here really quick and just see if there's anything that just stands out. Otherwise, maybe we can move to the next game, guys. We might want to considering how ugly this game was. (laughs) Yeah. Let's the whole roster played. uh, You know, there's that. Um, I mean, there's just not much to like, honestly, it's a very, it's a game that you hope the team just would say, all right, we gotta, we gotta forget about this and we gotta move on because you don't want to dwell on such a poor performance. And they did. And they moved on that Wednesday when they took on the magic, um, Kevin. Yeah, I was actually at this game. I got some free tickets last minute for this. Uh, so I was able to see, uh, in my opinion, one of the better wolves performances of the year. Um, what do you think of Alfred Payton's well, hair in person? For, first off, so I went with my I went with my buddy who's not a huge uh, basketball guy. Okay, overall, and we were we were looking at warm ups, and he was he was asking me how the Magic are, and I was like, you know, they're they're doing okay this year, uh, but the the one guy that has always been a Wolves killer on this team. On the Magic team? On the Magic. You're asking me? Yeah. Evan Fournier. Exactly. And I said, that's the guy you need to watch. And overall, I think the Wolves did a very, very good job with Evan Fournier. They just kind of forgot to guard Terrence Ross and Aaron Gordon, it seems, for a little bit. Well, I mean, Fournier still had a decent game, though. 46% from the field, 19 points. Yeah, but but I think a lot of that was 
towards the end of the game. I mean, if you look at... He I, didn't kill us from three. He did it. And, and that's, that's always been a killer That's the biggest thing. Yes. One of four from three for him. But I think overall, uh, first off, uh, Alfred Payton... He missed, I think, three consecutive free throws. It's because the hair hangs over his eyes. He can't see the rim. I was watching this with my family, and he my brother, the hair with my the brother, ball. pointed out he would hit the hair. And have you ever, you guys, have you guys ever taken a shot with a like a like a baseball cap yes. on? I can't do it. I always take it off or turn it backwards because just having it in your line of sight throws off the way you shoot. He should not have that hair. If you were the Magic team, you would say, "Look, you're our employee, and you won't have that hair." Yeah. Ah, uh, snap. But I will say, like I said earlier, this was hands down, in my opinion, one of the most uh, complete games from our starters that I have seen. And it was weird to me because maybe maybe Thibs looks at the box score and sees a team like the Magic and says, OK, these guys are, you know, a top top eight team in the East. All right. Starting five. You guys are all going to play no less than 36 minutes tonight. And we're not really going to utilize too much of the bench. Because if you look at it after the starters, I mean, you, you have Jamal and Gorgie who played 11 minutes. Tyus played 10, but I mean, everybody else, 36, 40, 37, 36, 40. Like, but the thing was, Kevin, the starters were playing well and the bench wasn't really doing us any favors. When you have four starters score over 20 points. And this goes back to what I just touched on in the Hornets game. They're so good, those four key players. Those are our scoring components. Um, it, when that's clicking and working, why are you switching to something else? You only got to switch. No, I, under, quick I understand, but and 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 for the record, Towns was two points away from 20. He had himself a nice little cat and a kitten. Um, no, the, he didn't. Have wait, a now, wait, let me. Yeah, he did. He had 13 rebounds, 20 and 10. Oh, no. that's right. That I thought a double double was our cat and the kitten. No, okay. Well, 18 and 13 for cat. Um, but overall, Taj Gibson lights out in this game. He was so much fun to watch. He got he got started early. He was aggressive. And I even tweeted the first two minutes into the game when I was there. Taj had the first four points and it just it didn't seem like anybody could control him. Now, I will say this. While it's a good game and I thought we played well for the most part. I will disagree on the complete game because that fourth quarter was pure trash. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk that about was, that. That was now I, I do think, and this has kind of been what people have been saying that a big reason for that fourth quarter meltdown. Now, granted it started with our bench, but yes. our starters did not stop the bleeding. The starters came in and they played crappy too. And I think ultimately what ended up coming down to is guys are tired. It's, it's just they're playing too many minutes and they looked they did look I thought tired in that game to end it okay so to Rob's point the last well I don't even know how many minutes of the third quarter probably the best I think we've looked ever all season um there was a play uh, I think we were talking about this while the game was going on Rob Wiggins makes a defensive play on one end comes down offensive rebound put back on the other end, I mean, effort to the max. That's what I want to see from him. And maybe we could see more of that if he wasn't exhausted or trying to pace himself. Because guys, let's face it, guys do that. They know, hey, I'm in this thing for the next four to six minutes. You can't go 100% all the time, really. Um, with that being said, the end of that quarter was the best I've seen him look. That start was about as bad as it looks. 
It, it really was. And you know what? You're, you're listening to the Howl, nothing but net radio here on Dash. This is quarter one, our review and preview segment. Uh, we're breaking down the Wolves versus the Orlando Magic. And this was this was one of those games that I I fully expected the Wolves to win and having them get out to I think I saw something like a 20 point lead early on uh, second quarter into the third. I was incredibly optimistic about it. And and you see, you know, I don't, I don't think it was a lot of the bench. I mean, you know, it wasn't a great bench performance, but I mean, the it guys was a just, bad bench performance. The, the yeah. guys just kind of gave bits and pieces of this game away and it started to get way too close for comfort. Aaron Gordon sunk his uh, three point shooting percentage, though. I tell you that much. Yeah, what did he? Uh, and that's and that's the what thing. Was he three of eight, two of eight, two of eight, so, two of eight. And, but he was eleven of eighteen on the night, which isn't too shabby. I mean, Aaron Gordon's a solid player. I yes. think he's yeah. probably the front runner for most improved player. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I mean, watching watching his performance against the Wolves, if he can keep up this kind of level, I think he's a shoe in for most improved player. I think I, he has a good shot of winning. I worry I really with do. I worry with Gordon's three point shooting success that if he's encouraged to continue to shoot them and you're going to start getting these kind of two for eights, one for sevens, you know, it just, that could be more detrimental. You know, yeah. it's almost like it gets you hyped up to the point of you, you think you can do more than you can. Um, well, whatever I digress guys. I'm cool. If you guys are, you know what? We, we got to win. And that was the yep. big thing that the team needed after putting up a stinker against the Hornets. It's, it's all about how you bounce back. They beat the magic 124, 118. And then uh, what I think is really nice. Now, obviously football has its tradition and football is played on Thanksgiving. But if you notice hockey and basketball, both have no games on Thanksgiving, which I think is really cool. So the guys can enjoy some family time. Definitely. Um, they did have a practice though. They did, but at least, but you know, they get to spend some time. Um, then they go Friday, another home game. This is game two of a four game homestand. Uh, and guys, this one for me was hard to judge on actual team performance. Because of the injuries that we had. Well, and it was a last minute thing. Now, granted, the team might have known sooner than this. So maybe you can't totally use it as an excuse. But I was at the game and it wasn't it was probably sometime between like six and six thirty, you know, tips at seven. Yeah. Is when you find out that Bielitsa and Teague aren't playing. And let me just say it was ugly. This was a rough game. I can vouch for Rob's analysis. Uh, I was also at the game and many people around me, I myself included, were very much caught off guard. First off, you see Aaron Brooks come out um, with the starters and you're like, what the heck? I hadn't seen or heard nothing. And then it instantly turns to, well, why is Tyus not starting? Right. Tyus has been the, the, the backup. And now I'm guessing maybe because of such a quick turnaround that it was maybe their logic to keep Tyus with the second unit to keep some cohesiveness. That's well, no, that, 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 that is that's what, it what was. Tibbs said at yep. the press conference after the All fact, right. but well, it's still, it's still, at least I'm not crazy sense. in my thinking. So with that being said, um, it just, the game, the wolves were never in this game. It, they made a quick little run to trim the lead in the second yeah. quarter. The score after that, it, I mean, it just never <clears throat> felt like it was so weird. Like, all right, can I pump the brakes and can I go on just like a little mini rant here, guys? 
this is the game where Jimmy Butler needs to just drop 35, 40 points. He didn't, somebody has to take over. I don't care who it is, how it happens. You have to have, I don't care if it's Wiggins towns or Butler. When you see that type of, of start, if I can get the sense, if the crowd can get the sense that the team is just lacking some oomph, some enthusiasm, yeah. they feel disconnected. You, you can't tell me the player can't understand that. So what I'm saying is why isn't it Andrew or Carl or Jimmy that takes control? And I put it on Jimmy. I see him as the alpha male, that guy. I mean, granted, he put up 17 shots. And he was trying, but he goes seven for 17. He can't really get it going. He had missed a couple little and one plays. Okay, whatever. That has to be a Jimmy Butler signature game. As far as I'm concerned, I thought that was a prime moment. You know, he just had some co- nice comments, you know, uh, before the Thanksgiving break saying, Hey, you know, we got to step up. We got to, you know, play defense. Yeah. And this could have been the perfect chance for him to do that. Um, it, it just never happened. And the wolves were unbelievably disconnected. It was kind of a snoozer of a game. If it wasn't for the fact that I was having fun doing other stuff, um, it, I, probably would have left early to be honest with you guys well and and look i did at the, leave early i'm not gonna lie look at the, look at the stat line difference between your starting point guard aaron brooks and tyus aaron brooks three points uh let's see two assists one rebound one of four shooting one of one from three and was a minus 15 tyus eight point six assists six rebounds uh what did he have he had four steals uh, and three of six, two of three from three and was a plus seven. I mean, Tyus 100% deserved to start this game yep. and to play more minutes. And I chalk this up. This game felt a lot to me like the, I think it was the Pacers game early in the season, the second home game when it was like half hour before game time and Butler was out with the flu. It kind of it kind of hit me like that because I was at the stadium for that Pacers game when sure. I saw the when I saw the text uh, from Jace, who I follow uh, from the Pioneer Press, that Jimmy was sick and that he was out. And it kind of hit me like that. I was at I was at Thanksgiving stuff with my family on this night. I get the text, you know, the, the tweet from Jace. No, no belly. No, no Jeff Teague. And it just it kind of hit me in that same light. And this shows just how badly we need belly on the bench for this team. So is Cole Aldrich ever going to play? I mean, not if I have anything to say about it, it, you know, it's kind of crazy. You got a, you're, you got a team here down a couple players and he, he's a Dion DNP coach's decision. You know what I mean? Um, boy, oh boy. I just, <laughs> How far into into Tibbs's doghouse do you think Cole Aldrich is right now that he's get that he gets zero minutes on a night where you know six guys, including him, log zero minutes of playing time? Well, what's weird is was is him and Layden are the guys that brought him here. Um, yeah, I would love to get. I I need to do some digging and figure out what's going on with that situation because, it, you know, how nice would it have been to have a big deal with Hassan and Whiteside and you know try to control that interior presence all right guys shifting gears here really quick since i know you guys are blocked into everything i'm saying what about 
the Wayne Ellington revenge game, right? Six, 21 points, <laughs> six of nine. I kept screaming, Wayne, don't do him. Don't do him like this. Wayne. He actually looked at me. He just got to got to put his hands up like the Jordan thing. Like, I mean, dude was on fire. Yeah, he was. He, but here's the thing. I, I counted a sequence where they ran a, the same offensive action, rotated the ball around. I'm talking about the Miami heat here and got, Four different players, four looks from the corner on the three. They they were running and getting everything. I, I just can't believe they couldn't miss. Like <sighs> and now now to be fair, uh, I heard this after uh, on my way back after the game. Alan Horton was talking about how as a whole, and this actually I wasn't aware of this, but as a whole, the Wolves have actually defended the three point line really well this season. Something about, I think it's like 32% on like 10 makes. They've done a really good job. This game was very much different. I mean, they couldn't miss. And they were wide open, too. They figured out, I don't know if it's maybe really good planning, but I felt like in this game we were definitely outcoached as well. Because there were no adjustments. They just kept making wide open three after wide open three. How many three-point shots did the the Heat get, Kevin? Don't look. Three-point shots did they hit? Take. Oh, I know take. how many they hit. I don't know how many they took. I mean, at least like what? 20, 22. How about what? 39? Yeah. I was Jeez. just saying because <laughs> they made 19, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. They were 19 for 39, 48.7%. Uh, guys, let's, I, I think we just need to move on from this game. Thank 109, you. 97. This was a horrendous game for our timber pups. And then they come back two days later. They play a Suns team that they've lost to very recently. Uh, one thing from this, I don't know if you guys heard this, but Cat uh, was talking to Tyler Eulis, I think, before the game, and said, "Let's just get this done. Let us win, and let's just let's just move on." Oh, like Cat wow. was just that's like, "That's not gonna happen." Cat was like, "This is this is how it needs to go. Like just just accept it." Well, he was just joking with him. Those I mean, days. yeah. <laughs> Now, granted, again, we're missing Teague and we're missing Bielita. But if we had somehow lost this game, given who they were missing, because obviously Booker is a huge loss to not have. Yeah, he is. I would have been peeved, to say the least. Well, Len, Len wasn't playing. Len played last game, had a, a, a decent impact. Although apparently we were playing Hall of Famer Mike James. Right. Because that guy was hitting shots that were just ridiculous. Uh, now, granted, I didn't think we had great. We didn't exactly have great defense. I thought he he had a lot of open shots. Well, we but haven't he had, had some tough shots all year. Well, we're we're improving. It's a process. We're yeah. the Joel Embiid of defenses. Our our defense is like trying to fight out of a wet paper bag. It's like not a hard thing to do. Um, one thing that I can touch on really quick, guys, um, rebounding wise for the the Wolves. I did appreciate Towns getting up there, and again Gibson. I mean, this is a, he's the MVP as far as I'm I. I gotta say, I love Taj, and like just just think of some of the guys that we could have had in place of Taj, and just it makes it makes it that more valuable of a signing. Yep, I you had, had to overpay, but I think in the end you felt like it was worth it. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know for overpaying, dude. For, for for what we're getting for the from value, no, getting. no, you are overpaying. You did overpay at the time based on market value because most of the other power forwards went for way less. Yeah, well, but, but I will, I will, I will, I will take Taj over most of those guys right now. 
hands down. That's what I'm saying. I don't think anyone's complaining at this stage. He's been our arguably our best player. And see, here's what I like. So his 14 rebounds, seven defensive rebounds, seven offensive rebounds for Taj Gibson in that game against the Suns. Cat uh, and on his 12, he had five offensive rebounds, and that's something that I think the Wolves have been lacking a lot throughout the years are those offensive rebounds and the second chance points. I think it's great to see for these guys um, 15, 19 offensive rebounds in this game uh, for the team cat with a, with a cat and a kitten 32 and 12 Taj 16 and 14 uh, Jimmy Butler, 25 points Wiggins, 21 Wiggins definitely shot the three point uh, a lot feeling in this game than last week. Although free throws again, one of four, yeah. Just for, very frustrating. Very frustrating. Well, let's not gloss over the most important aspect of this entire basketball. Tyus game. Jones. Tyus Jones getting the start. And he played great. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And, and congratulations for him. Hand claps yeah. all around in the den. <laughs> Tyus Jones, you're making us proud, kid. Keep it up, man. Um, all the best because seven steals. Getting after it. Two blocks. Running the offense. Like, exceptional. Yeah. He is, he is so low maintenance. It's unbelievable. Like, he is. I, in all all of his time with this team, I've never worried about him. It, it, you know, even into the small little bits that he would get to play, it's not like oh boy. You know, there's there's tons of players that, that I'll see come in the game. And you're like oh, and I'll be like watch this, and you know you know waiting for the train wreck to happen. And it's never been. For, that way for Tyus. No, the guy is just he's cool as a cucumber, man. He he gets the job done. He's a team guy. He's a true pro. He's this a real guy. team guy, and he, he he never he will never sit there and you know talk about how he deserves more playing time. It'll be so interesting come his contract time. How long they tried to decide to lock him down? I hope it's a four year deal. Uh, I gotta I gotta find this real quick because uh, you, fi- you find it. I'll keep Taj, Taj Gibson had a glowing glowing review of of Tyus. You find it real quick and I'm going to talk about uh uh Rob's guy here uh Josh Jackson. How bad of a game was that? They want to talk about low maintenance not having to worry. This is the opposite. Bad game, foul trouble all game long. Yeah, 2, two of 10. 10. Ugh. And and really none of his looks were all that good. Couple forced shots it looked like um He was in foul trouble. He just really could never get into a rhythm. Gosh, Dragon Bender looks like a like a pretty bad pick there uh, for the Cel- or for the Suns. Um, well, I mean, actually, this is one of the games where he actually probably played better than I, I mean, three or four from three, which I is know. nice. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like his, his impact was still like a non-factor. He just it was one of his better games. Yeah, and he doesn't. I mean, he gets minutes. You know, 21 minutes. It's not like he's. It's not like he's getting out there getting you know mop up five you know five six minutes. He's actually getting some minutes. I mean, how do you not, if you're his size, no rebounds? How do you not get a single rebound? People make, you know, well, people rip he, Wiggins for not getting rebounds, but man. Because he's hanging on at the three-point line. It's hard to get rebounds when you're, you know, 27 feet away from the basket. I think I think eventually he'll be a good pick, but it's it's just not yet. I don't know, man. Well, truth be told, he's down in Phoenix rotting with that team. I mean, because they're, they're kind of a mess, especially once you take away Booker, you see how, how tough it is because you, you can go down this roster and it's like, where are you finding your consistency? It's a very young team. You need some veteran help. Um, you know, and I, I just don't know if they're, they're not getting it from Tyson Chandler. Um, I'm surprised Tyson Chandler's not with a contender. 
So, okay, so first off, Tyus is the first NBA player this season to notch seven points, at least seven points, seven assists, and seven steals in one game. I'd imagine so. Carl uh, Anthony Towns on Tyus. He was amazing today. He did everything we needed, plus more, and it seems a lot of times when Tyus is on the court, a lot of great things happen. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jimmy Butler said he was out there guarding somebody. I guess he took a couple pages out of my book, but Tyus was phenomenal, man. I like the way he's playing right now. Uh, that audio clip of our, the video clip of uh, the Jimmy Butler post game interview and in mellow hoodie room. or hoodie mellow Mi- hoodie mellow out. And like, he was just cracking jokes. It was so good. Uh, that's a lot of the aspects I like about him because he can, he can get serious. He can, you know, joke around a little bit. Um, it's all in good taste. And then here's, here's the most glowing review. Like I said, Taj Gibson, he's just such a good kid. He works hard. He stays late. He's such a great leader. I always told him when your time comes, just take advantage of him or take advantage of it. I told him, I believe in him. Understand a lot of people are going to get a lot of praise, but your time is going to come. And tonight he just led the team. He got a lot of steals. He's running the offense. He hit open shots. He did everything that you want from your point guard. And coming from a guy like Gibson, that's just, I mean, that's, that's upper echelon that if I'm Tyus, I mean, yeah, you know, you got to put in more work, but to get that kind of recognition from a guy like Taj has to feel really good. Boom. Let's do it. Let's get into some previews guys. Well, we've got more games to cover, don't we? Don't we have one more? Was that the last game? That's the last one. That was. All right. Let's get into the previews here on the Howl. Nothing but net channel here on dash. Uh, First game is a Tuesday night game uh, at the target center. The last of the homestand as the wolves take on the Washington wizards. Now this is a team that has a pretty similar record to the wolves overall. Uh, This is going to be a very uh, interesting game. I think for the wolves, depending on who plays tomorrow. Well, John walls out. I mean, that's, that's the key factor right there. Uh, That helps out a lot because when they're missing John Wall and if we're missing Teague still, I think that kind of helps equalize things a little bit. Yeah, I think it does. Um, do we have any word on if Teague will be back tomorrow? Don't know yet. I I am pretty sure he's out. I, I can't give an official um, who I heard this who heard it from, but he's not going to play. Oh, so like now you're saying he's out for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and belly as well. I think if we have both of them back, I think we'll have a really good chance of winning this game. I like the wolves chances on this one, especially like you just said, without John wall. Um, I think we have a lot of ability to exploit some good matchups here. And if we can get solid numbers from, uh, from cat and Taj, like we've been getting over the last few games, I think this is definitely a wolves win. So you're going to have uh, Jimmy guard Bradley Beal or what? Yeah, I think I'd be okay with that. Yep. Because Beal is on fire um, with his play as of late. It, it's exceptional. I mean, you can see his work with Drew Hanlon's paying off. He's, he's turned into a fantastic NBA player. Um, he's damn near all-star level. It probably should should be a, a choice to be in the all-star game if he keeps this up, especially for the East. With that being said, I don't know if I like the Wizards' chances in this game simply for the fact just losing your your point card we've seen how that affects you short term when it happens right away is this the first game the wizards are playing without john wall no he no they've been playing without him for a while oh my my bad my bad i I don't know where i was at well anyways i still don't like um 
that I like our depth more than I like the uh, wizard's depth. So I'm going to call this a wolves win guys. I'll call it. I'm with you guys. I think it's going to be a win. All right. The next game that the wolves have here, uh, we go the second game of a back to back. Yeah. Second game of a back to back. And they got to go down. They got to go down to new Orleans. We don't like it down there. Boogie AD and the new Orleans Pelicans. I don't love it. I don't know about you guys, but I don't love it. I'm I'm not a fan of this little two game road trip immediately after the homestand. And you got to, I mean, you, you got some travel time in there and on a second night of a back to back, you're telling me that Taj and cat have to guard AD and, and boogie. This is, I think uh, this is a really smelling bad a game. trap game. I, this is a really well, bad. It's game not a trap game even because the Pelicans aren't a bad team. No, I, I I'll be honest. I think we lose this game. I'm going to have to agree. Oh, uh, I don't want to do it. I'm going to say it's a win. I just, would love to say win, but I just can't. I couldn't do it. And I'll tell you why. I get that we're on a back to back. I understand that our, you know, front court depth is not the best. Okay. We need to get better. Look for Gorgie to have an impact in this game. Okay. Because we're going to need him. He's going to have to, you know, supplant towns and Gibson um, to bang with those big boys down there in new Orleans. I, the reason we win is the wings Wiggins Butler. Those guys got to do something for us because the Pelicans don't have that firepower. They're rolling out Dante Cunningham and who's the other guy. Is it Alfred Camino? I can't remember. Well, anyways, um, that's my logic. That's why I think the wolves are going to win this game. Do you want I'd love to see it, but okay. I just, I don't know. We all picked on this one. Yeah. Kevin's picking a what? You're I'm picking, picking a loss. Okay. Two losses and a win. All right. Uh, and then the next game, Friday, the first of December, the Wolves head to Oklahoma city to play a Oklahoma city thunder team that uh, Rob, how would you, how would you describe OKC currently? Not great. A hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> they currently are eight and 11. Uh, which actually is only one game technically out of the eight seed in the playoffs currently, uh, but they are tied with the LA Lakers right now uh, for ninth in the Western Conference. I mean, we've already beat them twice this season. Kevin asked me how, how I describe the Thunder. Aaron, how do you describe the Oklahoma City Thunder? Underperforming. That's actually probably spot on. Disheveled. Yes. I already said hot mess. Hot mess. Hot mess express. <laughs> If you're a Thunders fan, you got to be frustrated. Your expectations had to have been higher than 8-11. Yep. I don't know what's wrong with them. I, I can't put my, my finger on it. I mean, chemistry is probably part of it. You know, you're putting together boy, some, oh some big names, and you expect them just to mesh. What did Historically, we do? that doesn't I, work. I know what's wrong. What? It's the mellow curse. <laughs> yeah, could be. Very much could be. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's legitimately the mellow curse, and I. I don't know. I just. I think LA or I think Oklahoma City is going to sneak themselves into the playoffs, but I just. I don't think that they're going to succeed, and I think a lot of it is because of Carmelo Anthony. I tell you what. I don't know if the the Thunder sneaking themselves into the playoffs is easier said than done because the teams ahead of them currently. Now I get it. There's only a couple games difference, but it's not like those teams are going anywhere. Correct. So it, it's going to be something that if 
if that is necessary, it's going to come down to the wire. It's not just a simple like, oh, they're going to get hot. You know, they're going to need a significant run and then they're going to have to maintain that because you're going to be looking at uh, upper 40s for that seven and eight seed just to get in the playoffs. You know, four, five, six and seven, you're probably looking at 50 wins plus. Okay, you're you're 20 games into the season. You know, that's that's almost a quarter of the way. Um, what are you thinking for this one? I think we lose you guys. I, I, I don't know if pressing our luck would be the answer, but it feels like that, right? We, we've got them twice. I they've think been, it's a loss too. They've been tight. The thunder got to believe like, Hey, we've already lost two of these guys. We can't let another one go. This would be a fantastic win for us. If you could take three of them, three games from the thunder, Oh, that'd be fantastic. But, but I mean, based on what you had said, it, it doesn't sound like Teague will be back for a little while. If he's not in this game and if you're still missing belly, let's say, I, yeah. I just don't see how you win it. Well, yeah. Then you're, then you're talking Tyus Jones on Russell Westbrook and that, uh, well, that, that's the problem with, with that three headed monster. It's not like you can say, well, Jones will have you guard someone else, you know, although would you maybe have him guard? Let's say like, does, does Roberson still start for them? Yeah, he but, does, right? But I'm just Ro- saying, like, you'd have to. You'd have but to Roberson's pick your a lanky lockdown defender. But he can't shoot. That's the only thing. Doesn't matter. He doesn't. They don't need offense from. The, That's they, my the point. Biggest, That's why you'd have Tyus Jones guard him. The biggest problem. Well, then yeah, Tyus Jones. It's going to be a hassle. The biggest problem for guards are other guards with length and size against you. You know, my biggest. Like the hardest person that to guard me was say somebody like two or three inches taller than me. And they just had longer arms. It was just that much harder to get around them. It took that much extra effort to make a play. It's just tough. And I don't like, I don't like that guard matchup for us. And, and really even with T coming back, I don't know if I like that matchup either because I can't imagine if he set out this long that all of a sudden he's going to be just, you know, Johnny well, on I mean, the spot and he's back back to it, you know? I mean, we already beat him twice with Teague. I'd rather, I mean, your chances are definitely better with Teague than without. Yeah. Otherwise, you're talking more Brooks, and that's never a recipe for anything good. Okay. Well, that's I'm I'm calling loss. I'm I'm with you. I'm calling a win here. Actually. Oh. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go the opposite of you guys on this game. Um I think uh we see more underperforming from the Thunder. And uh, I think the Wolves pull this one out. I would love to see that happen, Kevin. Our next game. Gosh, we've got a lot to cover this week, guys. Uh, Sunday, the third, the Wolves take on the L.A. Clippers. This I'm just going to go. I'm just going to call this a win. I am not scared whatsoever by the Clippers anymore. I agree. To be honest, we don't probably have to touch on this much. This is a win. Could this be the end of Doc Rivers? Well, yeah, in a sense that I wouldn't be surprised if he retires. I don't know that you're going to fire him because it's not a great team. Kind of. (laughs) I mean, you're missing your top. You've lost your starting point guard and your backup point guard. But you know what we need to get on the show for next week? Clipper Daryl. Clipper Daryl. There you go. I'm I'm really curious what his thoughts are on the team so far this year. Um, And especially playing, especially playing a, a team like the Wolves, how how he feels they could do against us. Um, do we, do we want to cover the Monday game too? No, we'll wait on that. Okay. Uh, so we have 
four games in all that we are covering. I am predicting the Wolves will go three and one in that four games. I think we all equal three and one just in different ways. I'm two and I'm two and two. Oh, Rob is two and two. Yep. Two and two. Oh yeah. Cause he called the Pelicans loss and the OKC loss. That's correct. My bad. All right. So uh, right now guys, the Wolves currently sit at 12 and eight. Uh, So I would be 15 and nine, Aaron 15 and nine and uh, Rob 14 and 10, which I would, I would honestly take 14 and 10 this early into the season. I would do. I mean, even 12 and eight right now, I'm very pleased. I want to keep pace with that third seat. I think it's very important for us to have the target. You know, my goal for them is to maintain the third seat right now. They're in a tie. I believe uh, in the Western conference standings for third, um, that's key for me. Yeah. If you can stay right around three or four, I if think somehow huge. they drop to four, I'm not too worried because I like the matchups. Cause the way I look at it is if you can imagine maybe the blazers or the nuggets, the, and the say the five or the six, you know, maybe you're looking at, uh, that, you know, that's your playoff matchup. And I would sure. love to love to take on those teams in a first round playoff. Oh yeah, game. completely. 100%. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, Let's see how we do. We'll we'll break these games down in depth next week. See how our timber pups do. Uh, before we move on into the quarter, make sure you visit Studio 23, where passion reigns supreme. Uh, they have the Air Jordan 6 UNC, uh, which features black suede uppers with Carolina blue accents. Those release on December 2nd in both men's and youth sizes. Doors open at noon. Now you're listening to the Howl. On the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash, I am Kevin with Rob and Aaron. Uh, we've got a couple songs that we want to play for you here. Now, last week we went with uh, Damian Lillard's new song, Shot Clock, which had just released. And that got us thinking, maybe we want to talk about a couple uh, couple other players out there that are making music and releasing new music. Uh, the first song that we're going to play for you is called Unfollow uh, by Victor Oladipo the Pacers guard. The second one will be ZO two, two by the great Lonzo ball. So we are going to play those two songs for you. And then uh, we'll talk about them a little bit and we'll get into the next, uh, next quarter. Uh, So this is Victor Oladipo with unfollow and Lonzo ball with ZO two, two. Somebody else who will deal with the bullshit you want You better find another guy you can lie to Just like you lied to the one that put you on This some straight up nonsense I should have never left a comment I commented just cause you was cool with my head I tried to make her jealous I fucked around and I fell in too deep Should've never tapped a groupie Should've never double tapped a groupie No, No. I need you in my life You can't seem to get it right You should be here by my side And I'll be around It's too late to turn back now I'm deleting your account All that bullshit I done found in your
Triple B's, man. <laughs> People scared to change. We not. <laughs> so. What you rocking zeal twos? I'm blowing past some zeal twos. You know I got a zeal too. Pay respect and pay your dues. Switching lanes zeal too. I change the game zeal too. They know my name zeal too. Pay respect and pay your dues. Shout out to Future, keep guap on me. Shout out to Beast, cause I keep me a lot on me. Shout out to everyone doubting me. Changing the game and they make, cause I'm charging fees. Know the name, you see the fame. All my socials got the check. If you talking out of line, put these stripes across your neck. And my under armor X Men. X Men without the X. Man, I only feel God. I keep a cross across my chest. What you rocking, Zeal 2s? I'm blowing past some Zeal 2s. You know I got a Zeal 2. Pay respect and pay your dues. Switching lanes, Zeal 2. I change the game, Zeal 2. They know my name, Zeal 2. Pay respect and pay your dues. I've been grinding for weeks, rhyme with the heat. I'm a real nigga, I ain't high from the beef. Plus, I got a lot of ties to the streets. Got some young niggas on the app with the D. Everything for the low sale, mine for the cheap. You ain't getting money, you ain't buying it for me. She give me brain if she riding with me. She say she love me, but she lying to me. But I just use her for the night, then duck them. MOB, boy, we don't cuff them. We don't love them. These hoes bustin', we just uck them. We can't trust them. And I'm married to the money, need a wedding ring. I was broke, not a kid, need that thing. I remember when a nigga had hoop drains. Nigga playing both sides like he got two chains. Pull off on a lot, whip too clean. When I'm ballin', you'll swear I had a few rings. Every month I'm tryna pull up in a new thing. Every day I'm on a hunt for some new grain. If I want it, I bought it, I'm ballin'. These hoes keep calling, they stalking. Lil' Bibby don't care what it cost them. And these groupie hoes won't stay awful. Pass me the ball and I'm shooting. I hop on the beat just to geek and go stupid. Don't talk if you clueless. Just stay in your lane cause my people is moving. 
With them visas to move, and I dropped out of school cause I'm smarter than students. Only one year I was done with the Bruins. Slaving for free, I was offered to move it. Millions of dollars, I took it. I'm human, I'm taking that cash. I don't care if I lose it. Brody on beats and it sounded so fluent. Trusting the brand cause you know what we doing. What you rocking ZO2s? I'm blowing past some ZO2. You know I got a ZO2. Pay respect and pay your dues. Switching lanes, ZO2. I change the game, ZO2. They know my name, ZO2. Pay respect and pay your dues. Came in the game and I'm ballin', I'm looking for cop, I can't find no opponent I'm looking for problems, I see it, I solve it If you and I'm about it, then why are you talking? People know me when I walk in. I'm suited up, I'm Tony Stark Get from around me when I'm parking I need some space, I drive a rocket Diamonds on my neck, dripping like a faucet Big baller brand, know you see me bossing Never caught a deal, still Randy Moss And had to change the culture, everything revolved What you rocking, ZO2s? I'm blowing past some ZO2 You know I got a ZO2 Pay respect and pay your dues Switching lanes, ZO2 I change the game, ZO2 They know my name, ZO2 Pay respect and pay your dues All right, so now that you guys have heard the songs, Aaron, what are your thoughts? Let's start with uh, Victor Oladipo's Unfollow. What do you think of this track? Well, can I, is, are we going to pick a winner and loser right away? Or do you no, just we'll, want me we'll, to break we'll them down? We'll talk our way through it and then we'll pick, we'll pick our winners. I think mine's going to be pretty obvious here. Um, Victor Oladipo's song Unfollow, I give anybody that produces music, music credit because I think they're really putting themselves out there, you know, with, with me, you know, our, our sort of talent is here on, on the radio at dash dash radio producing, you know, this fine show, the howl. Yep. Right. I know Rob, Rob loves that. Um, <laughs> so Victor Oladipo, you know, enjoying music, making music, you know, all the, all the positives for him. That's, that's super cool, man. Keep doing your thing. Um, I do like the song. I think it's nice. The auto tune gets a bit heavy for me. I would have I would have left that out. I'm not a big auto tune fan, uh, and that's pretty much it, guys. I, I it's not something I'd be bumping and playing. I'm more of a traditional hip hop kind of guy. Sure, yeah. I so, get that. yeah, there you go. I, I will say this: I didn't hate either track. You know, I definitely didn't either. I, I went into it uh, very similar to Dame Lillard's. I you know I've I've experienced through the years whether it's athlete uh, music, athlete music has not <laughs> always been great. Let's just say that Carl so Lewis national anthems. You kind of go into it, right? Like you kind of go into it. <laughs> Shaq's rap album, right? Hey, well, man, that, Shaq, that was, he was spitting bars. Shaq had, <laughs> dude, Shaq had some, some solid hits. Shaq Fu, baby. No, I, I, you go into it with a kind of thinking, all right, well, low bar, you know, there's not a lot you're expecting. And I was, I was pleasantly surprised so far so this is the third, these are the third songs, if you count last week's, and all three I was pleasantly surprised with. Fair enough. Victor Oladipo, by the way, I wasn't sure what to expect. If you guys remember when he sang uh, for the intro when he was doing the dunk competition, and it was not great. And I remember thinking, like, I had heard he was good. This oh, was, this was much remember. improved. It was, it was kind of awkwardy. The guy, I will say this between, so it's Victor Oladipo and he's singing in with another guy in this song. Victor Oladipo was better. The the other guy was like, we talked about way too much auto tune. I'm not an auto tune guy. I I will say I'm, I've, I've been a fan of T-Pain in the past, but I think we're all kind of over that auto tune trend. The the funny thing is, is T-Pain can sing. 
Have you ever have you ever heard him? Yeah, he actually has without auto tune. Like he's got pipes pipes on him. I mean, he doesn't do it because he's got a poor voice. He does it because it's stylistically that's how he chose to do his music. That was the hot trend. Yeah, oh for sure, for sure. All right, Uh, Rob. Let's. uh, Well, first off, I'll comment. I like it. Again, I agree with Aaron. The um, the auto tune is a little much for me. I think it's a good song. I think he's got a pretty decent voice. You can tell it's pretty heavily produced. Is it going in the iPod, Kevin? No, not for me. Um, <laughs> Rob, is it breaking me, your playlist? Is for it go- for me, neither of these are going on my iPod. I'm very picky about the music that I have in all 3,900 songs on my iPod. Uh, <laughs> I'm very picky about. Um, it's a very classy uh, index of music Kevin has. Yes, very, very classy. Uh, going to Lonzo. I didn't know the dude could spit. In all honesty, he's got some good bars. Uh, Rob pointed this out when we listened to the song, and now I can't get it out of my head. He says ZO2 way too much. Way too song. much. I get that the name of the song, and I get that part of the reason he's doing this is the promotion of his sneaker, but it's just, it's oh, it's too much. Like, it's over the top for me. Oh. So he loses points. Yeah, he does lose points for the overbearing um, self-promotion. Lonzo Ball ZO2. I would not buy this song on iTunes. No, I'm not going to buy it on iTunes. I like this better than unfollow just simply because it's, it's more hip hop. Here's the thing guys. Hip hop right now. There's so many artists making so many songs. If this wasn't Lonzo ball and it wasn't associated with zero twos, you would, you could, you know, go find me about, 5,000 other rappers right now on SoundCloud, it would be of that sort of middle ground echelon that's just, you know, take it or leave it, right? It's not breaking the playlist. You're not, you're not downloading it now. Um, you're not quick to share it, you know, with your friends. That's, that's my take with this song. Albeit, you know, I feel like that's an underhanded, you know, compliment, but, uh, Whatever, <laughs> Kevin, I, I I'm done. I'm done analyzing these yeah, two tracks. No, I, there wasn't I, a lot to go off of. There, there really isn't. I mean, they're they're good songs, but all in all, they're not going to win Grammys. They're not something I'd put on my iTunes. Let's just... Where's our Where's Rob's armchair quarterback analysis on this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's speechless. Yeah, I, for he's me, speechless. it's yeah. I, I'm not telling anyone to rush out and go listen to this. But if you want to get a good example of uh, better than like I would let's, uh, mediocre is mediocre a good word for this? Mediocre would Subpar. be a great word for this. I feel like it's it's not in, in it's not of, bad. It's not good. It's just it's okay. I you know what? If you want to hear similar music, just go on YouTube and there's probably a thousand different artists that sound exactly like these guys. You know they're they're not terrible. They're not good, but they're okay. Yeah, the digital age we live in, anybody can you know produce something. So. There it was. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to the second quarter here. So I want to get people's feedback on Twitter before we go, Kevin. I mean, people need to hit us up on the Howl radio. Yeah, if anyone's listening to it, for sure. You know, you just heard the tracks. Let us know what you guys think. And, you know, if not Howl radio. Yeah, I already already dropped the the Twitter handle, Kevin. You can never drop it enough, Aaron. Come on now. ZO2, ZO2. Howl Radio. At the Howl Radio. Radio. You know, just guys radio. keep saying that over and over again. Somebody write a the Howl Radio rap and oh. we'll we'll play it. I think we know some people that could probably do. do that. Well, with that being said, 
interact with us. Let us know what's up. What's the plan? Quarter two of The Howl. This is our Timberwolves talker segment. We cover everything NBA, everything Timberwolves here on Dash Radio's The Howl as part of the Nothing But Net channel. Guys, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, The first thing we want to get to, uh, obviously, all three of us send our well wishes to Derek Rose as he steps away from the game for a little bit uh, to kind of figure out what he wants to do. It's a tough, it's a tough path, man. Injuries will beat you down and he's under the spotlight. And I got to imagine it's a fall from grace uh, considering he was a former MVP. Injuries are tough to deal with. I mean, they really are when it comes to, and he's had so many different ones. I can understand his frustration. I really can. It's, it's gotta be tough. And he, you know, he had, he'd come back and he had looked pretty healthy um, as, as everything started, but, uh, um, it's kind of been the one thing that's, that's plagued his career and made more of a name for him, uh, recently really than, uh, um, you know, than than the play that he's had as of late. And that's been the, uh, the injury. So obviously, uh, prayers up to Derek Rose as he, uh, as he tries to figure out kind of what he wants to do here with his, uh, uh, with his career, uh, moving along, uh, Manute Bowl guys is in the news. First off, his son commits to Oregon, and then we find out maybe he made up his birthday. Yeah, it could have been fifty plus. They say, right? I mean, well, what- not even that he made it up. That like his coach or the guy that was going to be his coach, along with uh, custom or the customs people, I think he worked. Well, he worked with the government agency, and they just kind of said, "This is the birthday we're going to give him." So, right. I mean, that's I mean, I guess at that point, there's not much you can do because you don't you don't actually know when it is. But yeah. I, and there's that guy's no, legendary, man. I, I remember watching highlights when I was a little kid. It was like in the morning when Sports Center would come on and it was the game when uh, he had hit. It was like, was it six or seven th- threes? And he tied the, it was, at the time. It was like the record for most threes in a game. He had tied. And it was just crazy because yeah. it was gigantic. <laughs> well, now everybody kind of questions at least a little bit in the back of your head. How old is his kid? I think it's, I think it's pretty well documented. They know how old he is, Kevin. Well, I mean, you know, they make up, uh, they make up one, they can make up more. No, in this case, I think they do know, <laughs> but, and, and you should be happy, right? Isn't uh bull ball. Yeah. He's he just going- committed to the university of Oregon. Uh, go ducks. Um, Super, super excited for their season. And I am very excited for our own hometown boys, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, stepping away from NBA for a moment and getting into college. Guys, first off, super excited for this Gophers team, ranked 14th in the country, undefeated so far. They, well, they have moved their, up. They're, oh, they're 10th or 12th now. It depends okay. on which poll you look at. All right, moving up. But they have their toughest test of the season coming up here in the Big Ten ACC Challenge when they play Miami. But they had to get past Alabama a few nights ago, and we saw possibly one of the strangest games, For strangest sure. endings to a yes. game that I think we've ever seen when the whole Alabama bench gets ejected. That they, was the strangest game I've ever they, seen. They lose a player to injury. They lose a player to being fouled out. And this game turns into an NHL power play. And it's five on three. I appreciate, by the way, the referees actually threw him out of the game. So in watching this game, I actually looked up all the rules. And by the letter of the law, they, they were supposed to be thrown out of that game. So 
even though it was weird and even though it was goofy, that was exactly how it was supposed to be called. I appreciate that. And by the way, I did not know this. You can actually play. You can have as few as one player. Yes. And the referee makes the determination whether they feel that you can still compete. Well, and that's that's when you get to one player. So if a player has been disqualified or cannot continue to play, you can play with less than five in that scenario all the way down to one. The only way a game can continue with one player is if the referee feels both teams have a fair, yep, uh, fair opportunity to win the game. Rob, I know in your heart of hearts that hurt you to watch the end of that game. It was rough for for anyone that follows me on Twitter. I I was definitely yelling quite a bit. I I came off the ledge though after the game. Number one, I'm a I'm a probably a bigger Richard Pitino fan than almost anybody. It's probably his dad and then me. I just I think the world of that guy and he understands the game really well. But watching that game, you definitely started to question whether he did understand what was going on, because for anyone that's ever played shorthanded or even, you know, Kevin, I know you play in a basketball league. Yep. A good example is if you ever show up to your team's game and let's say you only have five guys. And oh, other, so you mean like two weeks ago <laughs> and the other team has like, let's say seven or eight guys. Yeah. Very similar. If you're that team with seven or eight guys, what are you doing? Your first thought is you run them out of you the gym, run them out of the gym, you run them out of the day. That was gym. not coach Patino's first thought. His first thought was, I'm, you know, let's I'm not, protect, to be honest, I'm not let's really protect sure what we've he, got. Aaron, you, you, you remember the, uh, after the game, the interview he gave, and I know you feel pretty strongly one way about this. Yeah. I really don't like the fact that he scapegoated and, and it was interesting. The commentators calling the game actually said and echoed what he said in the post game, which was, boy, you know, I, I bet you they've never practiced against a five on three. Well, you don't really need to practice against it. You as a basketball player, <clears throat> excuse me, you know what to do and it is to run, put pressure on the ball, full court. You exhaust them. It's not going to take more than a minute and a half, two minutes that those three guys, four guys. I remember I played in the game. The team had four. We had, we had our full squad. I think we won by, it was either like 96 or a hundred. Was this the league I was into or was this before we ran? No, this was, uh, our, my TNT team. Um, we were in the top flight ultimate hoops division. And I think I can almost guarantee it's researchable. You can pull it up and find it. And, uh, it was, it was just a, a crushing win. But it was, I mean, we were having fun. I mean, we were throwing alley-oops and shooting Steph Curry crazy threes. But the fact is you run and run and run. You pressure, pressure, pressure. You sub in fresh guys to their tired guys, and you don't let up. You break them. You know, I think we had the team broke within the first, you know, four and a half minutes. It was, uh, you know, 15, 20-point game. And after that, trust me, they they lose a lot of will. It's not like we kept up with the full court business the whole time, but it was enough to just get it over with, get it done. All right. We know who's going to win. End of story. Not this, you know, the Gophers actually scored less than the three players from Alabama during that stretch. of Well, time. mostly just one guy that Colin Sexton, <clears throat> he looks legitimate. Colin Sexton is going to have the Johnny Flynn of Johnny Flynn effect from his, you know, seven overtime game uh, back when he was with UConn. So uh, it, it's uh, in, versus Syracuse there. So shout out to Sexton for not giving up. That guy's a trooper. 
Um, but what else are you going to do? Right. You're either going to play or you're going to, you're going to get embarrassed. And to I'm be glad, fair, by the way, before this game even happens, he's the number three pick overall on draft express. Like he's the real deal. It's just now you got to see him up close and personal. Cause I don't think any of us are going out of our way necessarily to watch Alabama basketball throughout the years. But this guy is, I mean, he hit some shots. Like we can, we can critique, we can critique Richard Bettino and the style that he was doing and things like that. But that guy was scoring on triple teams. I understand. And Rob had told me, he goes, you know what? This was a lose, lose scenario for the Gophers. And I told you, no, it was not because once you get that odd man advantage, the, the fallout, the sprained ankle, that's not on you guys, right? What you do is you bury the team. That's the job of hand. That's what you do. You finish the game. You don't do this lackadaisical, you know, kitten with the mouse scenario, not knowing how to finish a team and then scapegoat it and say, oh, you know, we never practiced three on five. Well, of course you didn't, but you don't need to. You know, you move the ball around, move the ball around, you cut to the basket, a kick it for open threes, you rebound, you, you, you box those guys in, you put a guy in front, guy in the backside, they can't get the rebound. I mean, it's just like, how many different ways do you want me to tell you how you, you destroy somebody three on five? But the basics so, is running. That's the basics is tire them out. Yeah. So for me, it's not a lose lose because before all the chaos happened, the Gophers were taking it to Alabama. Nate Mason gets kicked out because he's showing up the number three ranked guy. And I just did air quotes because they were the ones that were taking the fight to Alabama. So that's what I'm talking about. Like it, it wasn't a lose lose for me. We had everything to lose in the fact if we didn't play good after we had the advantage and we played horrible. We couldn't, we couldn't have played any worse to be honest with you. Uh, for me though, I think that there was the reason why I say it's lose lose is because if you win by a bunch, people go, well, they were missing other players. So they don't give you credit. Yeah, but but who cares? But at least you can say beforehand we kicked their ass. Then after that, you know what? We beat the brakes off of them some more. No, so no I'm that, just saying, but you're not going to get the credit for the win necessarily. That's what I'm saying by lose-lose. You know, you, there's just not a great option. I agree. You'd prefer to win by a lot so more. So now in reality, they look like a, a laughing stock the last nah, I don't think they look like a laughing stock. Are you they won, ultimately, me? they won the game. But the only thing that matters at this point is what you do Wednesday when you're playing Miami two top 10 teams at this point that's what matters and if you win that game people are going to completely forget about this game sure other than the novelty of it other than the novelty of it well they were severely close to having the worst loss I will have ever had witnessed if I mean I think Sexton he takes a shot with a chance to take it to one. If he takes a three, it, you know, it could have been a tie game. I mean, that is unbelievable. I did see someone talking about this though. And they made a good point when, and I, I had said this right when it happened on Twitter, I said, I really hope the referees don't try to even the game out. And I felt like they did because yes. if you even looked at Sexton wrong, they immediately call fouls. Yes. And I thought that was a little poor. Now, and, and, and it actually changed the way players were defending. If you notice that they were afraid to even touch him, which is so frustrating to me because they had the right idea. They were triple teaming Sexton. And they said, look, we're triple teaming you. We're going to make these other two guys try to beat. Now, granted, you can still cover those guys singly. But the second you, you even looked at that guy wrong, it's a foul. That changes things a little bit. Again, that's not an excuse. I'm just saying that skewed it a little bit as well. That's, so, a, that's a valid point, Rob. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was... I got that same sense. You could see it happening. You could see yeah. the body language of the players. 
because yeah, you you whisper to the guy, you know, on accident, and next thing you know, it's a fall. But and plus, the second like you, the second they start coming back, now you're really worried. You're like, well, I don't want to screw up now. It's one of those things where you oh, yeah. get a Compounds. little too on edge. Because if you watch, it's if you started off the strategy that Patino had of this just moving the ball around, wasting clock, and then taking jump shots. Initially, it worked, but if you're not making shots. You're you're screwed. That score. Whereas why it's it's which is the whole reason why you just run and you run and you run because guys are getting tired and and even the announcer at one point was like, look how tired Sexton looks. I'm like, yeah, but how tired would he be if we were running? Right. So it's you know because pressing on the full court. Yeah, and at a certain point you don't have the strength to even shoot properly. Like I'm sure you've all been there where you're so tired you don't have that accuracy. And he never got to that point. He didn't. No. He was still able to hit some just ridiculous shots. So it's kind of a combo platter. But in the end, like I said, they got the win. I'm I'm very pleased at where they're at at this point. All right. Fair enough, Rob. What's that up work, next, Kevin? That works for me. Uh, before we get to one of my favorite news segments, I just wanted to touch real quickly because this isn't going to take long. Uh, FIBA 2023 uh world cup is now down to two bids and both of them are actually joint bids which i think is really cool uh so the first one that's in the running is argentina uruguay combination and the other is actually the philippines japan and indonesia um so those are both the uh the finalists uh china or philippines barely lost the 2019 world cup uh to china do you think that's a front runner I I think right now they have to be. I mean, if if they you know were were that close and they lost to China, um, I think they have a really really good sight and a really good chance of taking the World Cup. I think this would be great for the community. Um, I think even the Argentina Uruguay would be really cool, especially like Manu Ginobili being the uh, kind of ambassador for Argentina oh, basketball yeah, definitely, definitely. over the years. Um, the article that I'm, I'm reading here doesn't give me an idea of when it will be announced, but my guess is it's probably within the next year here. They'll, they'll make their decision. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty cool uh, just to kind of give an update. So again, 2019 FIBA world cup this year is in China. 2023 FIBA world cup will be announced here uh, very shortly. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Now we move on to one of my favorite new things that we've gotten into here over the last couple of weeks. It's Rob and the Howl Hot Takes. Rob, take it away. Yep. So this started last week with someone that had a monstrously hot take, and we're picking it up again this week with some uh, some new faces. So we'll start with uh, his name is on here anyways, is Nick Bielitsa at Thundercat418. And he says, last year's Wolves team was more fun to watch. I don't care about record comparisons. Jimmy has done very little. I'd rather have Zach and Markin in. What? Vomit. Like, and I, we're going to get into this uh, later on in the show. We do, uh, we will kind of simulate this in our 2K segment. So watch out for that. But on the surface, this is absolutely absurd. Aaron, what are your thoughts? Absurd. I don't get why we're even bringing these guys on this show to discuss. I mean, we're calling them out. That's what you do. Well, if you want to call people out, um, I could build us a laundry list. I mean, <laughs> now, now he doesn't stop there. He has another tweet where he says, I feel confident in saying we suck fluke to have a winning record. 
Oh my, I mean, there's just really no point to continue the conversation because it's either they're not watching anything. They're just reading clips or I have, you know, biased opinions based on absolutely no logic. And there's really no point to address it. I I'm a part of like three or four different Timberwolves groups, probably totaling, I don't know, 12, 14,000 people. And some of the stuff you hear on there, you know, knee jerk reactions, you know, just, it's almost like, you know, the fake news syndrome, right? You, somebody just very quickly reads a headline. They tell the next person, they tell the next person, a couple of those people buy into that information. All it takes. Next thing you know, it's the gospel. And that's, that's a, I, I try not to put any merit into that. And I actually don't interact with those kinds of people because it's just, it's like adding, you know, fanning the flames. Right. Um, well, people overreact. You mentioned people overreacting to losses, and I have a, a nice tweet that does exactly that. This is at Fantiel. Key saying, I've, I'm done waiting for Teague, a supposed veteran point guard, to move the ball. I'm done waiting for Wiggins to magically figure out how to shoot. I'm done waiting for Thibs to figure out how to defend stretch fours and call plays for his best scorer and the league leader in three-point percentage. You can kind of go point by point. First of all, Teague... Moving the ball, well, he's top five in the assists in the entire league. So let's not overreact to the fact that maybe a couple games in the fourth quarter, he channeled his inner Berea. On the whole, he's moved the ball quite well. Uh, Wiggins to magically figure out how to shoot. I feel like we've all seen it throughout his career. Wiggins keeps improving, whether it's from two or... No, he went. He had a little bit of a cold stretch from three, but he's improving. The scoring has never been an issue with Andrew Wiggins. It's the defense. It's the free throws. Yep. Which he's gotten better in all those areas yeah. other than free throws. Yep. He's gotten worse in free throws. And then how to defend stretch fours. The Wolves are actually one of the better teams at defending threes this year. We talk, uh, I mean, it's... It's funny that people just watch one game and they assume, oh, this is what's happening. Well, I'm sorry, but at one point we were letting it was 32 percent, I believe, is what opposing players or opposing teams were shooting. I mean, 32 percent from three. I mean, that's that's bad. That's that's pretty good defense. So I think people just need to calm down. Now, I will say at the end, the last thing he does talk about. You know, doing a better job of getting Bielitsa involved, that's fair. I think that criticism itself is fair. Now, when Bielitsa does play, I think they do get him a decent amount of shots. That's why he leads the league in three-point percentage, but he also is qualified to league. He's qualified to lead in that because he gets enough shots up. So should he play more? Yes. But on the surface, come on, this guy is clearly overreacting to a loss. Yeah, this is ridiculous. One of the troubles with those type of inflammatory statements is there's the logic is flawed. So, okay. You don't like Teague. Like you said, Rob, he's top five in assists. Well, who do you want to change him out with? You know, Mm -hmm. you can't just go get someone, you know, you're either going to pick a lesser or you're going to pick a guy that's going to, you know, the, the next four guys are above Teague. I'm sure once you put them on this type of roster, it it destroys any salary cap, you know, in terms of, there's so many layers to building a team. You can't just, you know, 2K it and and trade and and pick up people. There's rules. um, There's real life's involved. So there's a lot of different things that are happening behind the scenes. It just, it takes a lot. I love what we have. And that's probably the most exciting thing for me is to watch this group evolve. Now, back to the first guy. Uh, we have someone else that kind of springboards off that same idea. This is Josh at All Things MN. 
and he puts whispers that Butler trade is looking uglier by the day. Dunn looks good. Markkinen is a stud. Levine will be an absolute star. He then goes on to quote that or to uh, reply to his own tweet. He says, thing is, the defense isn't really any better. And an offense with Levine and Markkinen in it is far better than the offense we are currently watching. And, and he said, and this offense when clicking is already good. So he's basically saying that if we had a Levine and marketing, we'd be elite. Like, come on. Come, like we're a top five offense right now. I, you're not really, there's not a whole lot of room to get above those teams that are there. I, to say that having these guys is going to make the difference. I just think is, is poor reasoning. Well, you wouldn't have Levine because he hasn't played yet. Correct. So. so the idea that he's just an absolute star, they will be not that he could be. He for sure will be an absolute star. I'm sorry, but I'm not willing to go that to there. Not because I don't think he can be, but we don't know how he's going to come back from injury. Right. You, you just don't know that. If he hadn't gotten injured, I think we would all agree that there's a good chance Levine becomes a star. But even then, I'm not guaranteeing it. So I just, uh, man, I, uh, it, it, it makes it, me so, it's just frustrating. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not even that frustrated by it. At the time, I usually am when I read this, and you're kind of like, come on, seriously? But now I'm just like, thanks. You're going to be added to this list. Well, Markkinen is is playing on a historically bad franchise right now, which is the Chicago Bulls. Um, that team right now is, I mean, it's bottom of the barrel. So <laughs> it's typical. If you have a guy that's an average player, on a team that has really no bench and the bench is like guys that can't even make benches on, on good mm-hmm. teams. Yeah. You're going to get all sorts of run, all the looks in the world. Most of the teams that play you, they're not giving you, you know, the full 100% golden state warriors treatment or what happens when you play the Boston Celtics, when they're on a 14 game win streak and you don't want it to continue on your court, you know, that kind of effort. There's a real, I mean, it's a real thing to be good on a bad team. That's a, that's a real thing. No doubt. So the last one we'll go to, and uh, this is actually, I believe this is the person we actually called out last week. Uh, This is at Hagen and D Nick Hagen. So he was actually responding to someone. Someone actually else tweeted out, okay, Wolves fans, people are freaking out too much. The team is still 11 and 8. Calm down and see what happens. We are still on a 47 win pace this season. Relax. Nick Hagen's response, record means very little. Point differential and process are shit. <laughs> so let me just, I, just my question for him. Uh, at what point do you get into the playoffs based off of point differential and not record? I mean, wins and losses ultimately get you into the playoffs. Wins ultimately get you a ring, not point differential. Granted, it helps, but there's there's point differential doesn't mean a title. Yeah, I, it's the whole thing's goofy to me. This is the second person now that said the record as- doesn't matter. They're aspects of what gets you wins and losses, but there's so many other as- aspects to that equation that. Uh, Oh boy. Can we not, can we not bring him up anymore? Why? It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Okay. How about you, Kev? <laughs> this guy just gives you too much. It like gives it me like really, a really does. listening to it. Just straight garbage. I, I like it. Yeah. Take a look at his Twitter profile. If you want a good laugh. No, thanks. Did we, did we comment on this? This is from November 26th. 
So somebody says every time I watch the Timberwolves, I can't help but wonder how much of yes. Cat's defensive is, struggles are player versus scheme. Yes, this was the one from last week. Good call. That is that is the That's one. The one from last. He week. says this is my theory. Swap Cat with Horford, yeah. and all of a sudden Cat's D gets better. That's the one from last Al week. Bad. It's so funny. But anyways, that's so that's it. That's the howl hot takes. I uh, I find that pretty. I found that pretty enjoyable. All right, let's uh, let's move on through here, uh, Rob. Let's quickly let's make a case to start Tyus Jones over Jeff Teague. Well, let's. I want to hear you make this case. I you know I've been thinking about it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm probably Kevin I'm, falls on his own. I know. Sword. I've, I uh, as I've done numerous times before. Look, the big thing with Tyus, I mean, he's he's shown now. Granted, we have a very small sample size of him starting, obviously, but I still think with the core that we have with Butler, with Wiggins, with Cat, Taj has been getting his buckets. I think the money that we allocated to Jeff Teague could have been used a lot better. And I think having Tyus start would have been a great way to be able to allocate some more money to strengthen our bench unit even more. And honestly, I like, I like what Tyus has been doing his chemistry with cat, his chemistry with wigs, um, putting him on the second team, I think is, is, good because he gets to work with belly and Gorgie, but I think he would honestly be better served working consistently with cat and Wiggins. You get them learning more in game from Taj and Butler, and he can be a guy that, you know, you can do what you need him to do. I said this with Ricky Rubio. We don't need a scoring point guard. We really, we honestly don't. We have, Guys that can score, we need somebody who can space, who can dish. And I, and yes, you did say Teague is top five in the league in assists. I just nine assists a game. I mean, that's 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 solid. That is that's very solid. I'm not taking that away from Jeff Teague, but I just I I honestly think our money could have been better spent elsewhere for a guy that could be on that same assist level as Jeff Teague. Could being the key word in that. All right. Uh, I don't know. Can I go? Yeah, let's hear it. Thank you. So you have to have two point guards, one to run the first team, one to run the second team. Yes. Tyus is an excellent second team point guard on this team. If you put him in the first team point guard running starter minutes, I think you run into a lot of matchup issues, which I think uh, if you do, for instance, get a chance to watch, you know, say Teague's not back for that Oklahoma City Thunder game. Maybe you can see, you know, granted it's playing against Russell Westbrook and he's the best right now at the point guard's spot, but you get to see some of the issues that you can run with with a smaller point guard. I would rather see a blend of Teague starting. If Teague has it, runs full-time with the starters. Just like any any team, I, I I feel like no starter is uh, above this. Where if they don't have it that night, feel free to put somebody else in. And if that person comes in off the bench and they play significantly and they make an impact, you keep them in there. You ride the hot hand. 
And if that second unit guy doesn't, then you throw the starter back in and maybe give him, you know, you give him the second chance. Maybe he gets his stuff together, finds a different groove. You know, basketball is amazing. You could, you can play the best basketball of your life for about, you know, 10 minutes. It, all the shots go in and and next thing you know, you know, buckets closed and you're not going to make anything. You can sit down, come back from halftime. Next thing you know, back to business. Um, I think Teague is on a very team friendly contract because he has, you know, the two year deal where if for whatever reason into the second year, it isn't panning out. If there's better options available, because who knows what can happen uh, in the market, you have those available options. Um, Tyus, I think you have to, you know, when his contract's up, you have to look to sign him for um, a handful of years, you know, four years, ideally. And that's it. He, you got to keep Tyus on this roster. I think he's going to be valued. I think him playing these starter minutes and excelling, you know, it's going to put the wolves in a bit of a position. People need to understand if Tyus keeps showing up like this, other teams are going to want him and he's going to have to make a choice to take more money or stay with the squad. And that's going to be a real issue if he keeps this type of work up. So as much as we all want him to succeed, I I'm right in the same line saying, go for it. Tyus kick, kick ass represent for Minnesota play great for the hometown team. But on the flip side of that is if he starts, you know, consistently doing this, he's going to need a significant amount of money. So it's a, it's a bit of a double-edged sword to be honest with you, but Teague, I mean, when we signed him, there wasn't many guards that you could have put on this roster that would have been a better value. I think value wise, you're getting very solid value from Teague. You're getting some inconsistent play, but that's happening across the league. Okay. So take it all in stride. I think, uh, Kevin, it's exciting to want Tyus as the starter, but I think the size of Teague, he's a little bit bigger and Teague's still not a big guard. Um, it just helps. And and he's a veteran. He's been an all-star. He's played a ton of playoff games. How many playoff games has Tyus Jones played? I mean, it's fair. Okay. But the size thing is the biggest thing for me. I agree. The size thing is, is a real issue. If you, if you had him be your starter, I think that's fair. So, I mean, feel free. You know what you should, Kevin, you should post a poll right now on Twitter. See what happens at the hollow radio. Put up the Twitter. Simple. I will, I will put it up right now. Is, is Tyus, is Tyus the starter of the future? Is Teague the man of the now? And, uh, I don't think who, who could be the other? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll pose the question though. We'll pose the question. All right. Okay. All right. More talkers to get into. Yeah. We got a lot more, uh, Real quick, let's touch on this because this popped up here uh, tonight. Uh, David Fisdale, the head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, was let go uh, after, what, an eight-game losing streak? I think it was like a seven- or eight-game losing streak in Memphis. Mark Gasol gets benched. There's a lot of issue right now with Memphis. There really are. I don't mind it because they're in our conference and we're in a very tight and competitive conference. And any team that's not the Timberwolves right now, I'm all about letting them have meltdowns because I want us to succeed. Um, that's the the Wolves fan in me. 
in terms of looking at outside, looking in on that organization, it's too bad. Uh, the, the grit and grind era is, it feels like it's over, you know, the departure of Zach Randolph, Tony Allen moving on that to me was the end of it. So you have an ever changing team. I think right now there's five players on the roster. Now granted Conley's contract really skews this thing, but it's something like they're owed $98 million just between those players. So that, that becomes a burden. Um, there's not many assets on the team to grow. There's a lot of the veterans, um, potential wise. I, I don't see much from them. I think they, they need a, a tough rebuild. I don't know how they do it. And I think you got to keep Conley cause nobody else is going to take that contract on. Um, you know, if Marcus Gasol's your piece as well, and you got to keep him after that, I don't know what they do to be honest with you guys. So they paid a good money to Jamichael Green to keep him. They really did. Um, so it kind know, of feels like the Clippers, right? You you went in, you're like, oh, these are the guys we have to keep. Injuries have hurt them. Obviously, Mike Conley is hurt right now. You know, I don't know. There's not. It's not easy to see the light at the end of the tunnel for that team. Well, look at like the Blazers, for instance. You know, this is what happens when you mismanage the salary cap and you don't have future options, which I will applaud the current Wolves team right now because between Thibs and Layden, I think they have a lot of flexibility with good assets and good pieces to go and pick up these quality middle guys, you know, the sure. seven, eight, nine, tenth man players because. The, the core is intact. You have four really solid, five really solid players. You're putting together pieces. I, I thought all along this team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, looking at the way they're set up, this season is all about figuring out what pieces do we need to add via draft and free agency next year. It's only going to be two or three guys. You know, Shabazz will likely be gone. Cole's going to be gone. Yep. And uh, you'll have a deep, one deep bench guy to fill in, maybe two. After that, you know, now you got a new look team that's uh, has a year under its belt and has got sort of the, the version 2.0 set up of adding and filling those spots. The Grizzlies, the Blazers, even the Clippers, those teams are so bootstrapped right now to salaries on 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 guys that they've realized aren't going to get the job done. That team's makeup and chemistry doesn't have what it takes to get over the hump of the Rockets, the Warriors, you know, Boston Celtics now and Cavs, the Wolves. Guess what? We do. We have enough offensive firepower to go up against all of them. We have guys that are athletic enough to guard positions. And we have a team that when we are engaged, we can play with anybody. That's what Minnesota Timberwolves fans need to be proud about and need to be excited about going forward. Instead of having knee jerk reactions, like all these other guys that we just were talking about, you know, and I'll be honest, I fall into some of these categories too in, in brief moments. But when you really look at the team from afar, we're set up brilliantly for a run. I, I've been telling everybody three, you know, it's not this season. It's not next season. It's the following season. Okay. That's, that's, that's when that's, that's your, fair. that's your championship moment. Cause you got the Teague option available. So you can either pick up a high level guy. If you want to move on from that, you got multiple years in with the core, that's your that's your window right there. 
that's when it starts. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, our future is bright. There is uh, definitely a little, uh, little shady. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, let's get into our next topic here, guys. We posted a poll on our Twitter page uh, back a couple of days ago just to kind of get some fans' perspective. Uh, the question was, T-Wolves fans are upset with the team's inconsistencies, but who do you blame for them? Uh, we had other Glenn Taylor, the players and Thibs. Uh, if you said players or other, we asked that you replied with who your choice was An overwhelming 48% uh, chose Tom Thibodeau as the reason behind the team's inconsistencies. Uh, players were at 32% and then Glenn Taylor and other both clocked in at 10%. Uh, Couple, a uh, couple one or one that I wanted to touch on uh, mind of SP at mind of SP replied with voted the fans 20 games into a new season with a new team team is third and everyone is bitching. It's pathetic. I'm with him. I, I actually 100% responded percent on board. I responded to our poll just so people kind of understood how, how we're doing this. And I think chemistry takes time. So I think it's just a matter of it's early in the season. And at that point, you're still sitting here with 12 and eight. I, I just don't see how you can be upset about that. Yeah, I mean, it took the team a couple months to find 10 wins last year. I mean, mm-hmm. this far into the season, the Wolves, I think, were still single digits in the win column and not not close to double digits. I mean, we're we're, you know, right now we're at a 600 win percentage. We haven't been that high in a long time. And it's, it's good to see. Yep. And like Rob said, chemistry takes time. It never happens overnight. And I think Minnesota fans want that instant success, that instant gratification. We're in year two of Tibbs. Like let's, let's calm down. It, if I were to respond to that poll, I would pick Tibbs simply because he's the coach. And I think that's just where the buck has to stop when, it, when you're talking about team problems. Well, and he's the Pobo. So I mean, he's doubling. Yeah. Right. If you're going that route, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So that would be my answer to the poll. <clears throat> Your points on the the chemistry of the team. Yes, it takes time. They'll get there. That's what I just got done talking about on how excited I was for the future of the team. And and the the person that responded with the fans, um, spot on. I mean, kudos to the, that was some solid insight because. <laughs> Week by week, day by day, game by game. I mean, there's always this 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 wave of emotions that are flowing through there. I think a ton of it has to do with how beat up the fan base is of the Timberwolves simply for all the seasons of losing. Even when the Kevin Love era was popping off and, you know, what did we go 40 and 42 that season? And it felt like we lost every close game imaginable, right? We could have probably been a 50 win team if we would have won the close games that we were, we were in. And, and that's the difference of playoffs or not. And then we all know how that ends. Doing those you know, resets of the franchise. I mean, it takes a long time. So I could, I can definitely see why people are like, okay, don't screw this up. This is like, you know, trying to take this crystal ball, you know, fragile, fragile thing and just get it across the finish line. Yep. You know what I mean? We're just, everybody's on pins and needles. Cause it's like, gosh, when's it going to, you know, when's the ball going to drop? When's it going to break? 
when's it going to be all over? And it's another five year delusion to, you know, obscurity. So, uh, that's actually that we'll, we'll end the show right on that note. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, once again, if you, uh, if you miss us on Wednesdays, you can catch us on Saturdays. Uh, what Rob 10 to one, is that right? Saturdays, Saturdays were on 10 to 1. Yep. 10 to 1, uh, Central Time, and Wednesdays uh, from 2 until 5. Thank you guys so much. Uh, at Aaron Groshong on Twitter, at KDraves42, at The Sports Min with two N's. If you guys want to follow us, uh, we are also, uh, our show is on Twitter. And it's, I think, at Howl Radio. At The Howl Radio. The Howl Radio. Uh, give us a follow. Let us know how you did on Koozie. What do you think of our Howl Hot Topic and uh, any anything you have for us? Uh, thank you again so much. Until next week, uh, we'll see you then. And this is Wiz Khalifa with Roll Up. And let me get a howl. Your anniversary is near, and your man ain't acting right. So you packing your dummy gear luggage up, calling my cell phone, trying to catch a flight. You know one thing straight, I'll be there, girl, whenever you call me. When you at home, that's your man. Soon as you land, you say it's all me. Cause shit ain't all G with him no more. You ain't entertained. Since I met you a couple months ago, you ain't been the same. Not saying I'm the richest man alive, but I'm in the game. As long as you keep it 100, I'ma spin this chain. Whenever you need me, whenever you want me, you know you can call me. I'll be there shortly. Don't care what your friends say, cause they don't know me. I can be your best friend, and you be my homie. I ain't gon' flex, I'm not gon' front. Try to stay out your business, but on the rig, it's so obvious. And if you keep fitting me and your plans are fucking up, your man's gonna catch on us. That white sand surrounding us, he be handcuffing, he should work for them officers. If you rolling, I got a spot where I can put you on this medical and send you home doctored up. You wanna rob with me cause you say that he boring? Wake up, you rolling weed, cooking eggs in the morning. Ain't scared to spend this money, I know I'll make more of it. First you was in the sky, now you say you went orbit. Whenever you yeah. want me, you know you can call me. I'll be there shortly, uh. don't care what your friends say, cause they don't know me. I can be your best friend, and you be my homie. I ain't gon' flex, I'm not gon' front. You know if I ball, then we all gon' stunt. Send her my way, she ain't gotta hold up. Whenever you call, baby, I'll roll up. I'll be there.
care shortly. Don't care what your friends say, cause they don't know me. I could be your best friend, and you be my homie. I ain't gon' flex, I'm not gon' front. You know if I ball, then we all gon' stunt. Send her my way, she ain't gotta hold up. Whenever you call, baby, I'll roll up. Whenever you need me, whenever you want me, you know you can call me. I'll be there shortly. Don't care what your friends say, cause they don't know me. I could be your best friend, and you be my homie. I ain't gon' flex, I'm not gon' front. You know if I ball, then we all gon' stunt. Send her my way, she ain't gotta hold up. Whenever you call, baby.